Hello and welcome to the Data Cafe. I am Jason. And I'm Jeremy. And today we're talking about landing data science projects. Yeah, this is one of our most crucial aspects of a data science project, right? It's we've done all the hard work and we have to land it. Yeah, I think this is really a realisation that the the hardest thing about landing a data science or an AI project in a new team or a new company is is really the science. It, it's There's just a lot of other things that you need to get right or uh, and you need to really address if your new, exciting, shiny data science product is going to uh, is going to land and is going to be you know used and continue to enjoy some you know success with with the the team you're working with yeah i've come across the kind of saying that people have thrown out before of oh but people are resistant to change or people are scared of something new or different and I was challenged on that or heard somebody challenge it before by saying, no, 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 people aren't scared of change. You tell someone, hey, I'm going to introduce this change where I've doubled your salary. Yeah. It's like they're going to be on board with that straight away. So people are open to change that has an incentive for them, whatever it might be. And I'm not saying data science projects double on our salaries by any means. I wish. Yeah. But what I mean is that if people are aligned with the reason for the change and are excited by it, then they're on board. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd love to work on that data science project, but it's it's not not that there are little few and far between. I think the doubling salary ones. <laughs> um, the you're absolutely right. The point is that or you know people are not selfish, but but they do need to understand. I think if you're asking them to change the way they work, if you're asking them to run a new tool or a pipeline, they need to understand that there is something in it for narrowly for them or for their team or for their business which is going to is going to be worth that effort yeah um p- part of what i've heard this like phrase does is you got to align with their values and those values like come in at a bunch of different levels and there's some framework that i'm trying to remember right now it's got like a way to assess that you've got this readiness mm-hmm for change whatever that might be and i think there was five components to this and one of them is um personal valence it's called at a personal level as an employee what is the benefit of the change to you to you know to me as an individual and that personal valence is one of these five criteria that are you know need to be considered when you're strategizing at that level yeah definitely and I was really interested also that you used the word values in that because I think it's very telling when you go to work with a new team that maybe hasn't hasn't had engagement in this area at all before necessarily, but but very quickly you're talking talking with them and you get a sense of the core values that that team uses in order to you know to understand think about execute their their operation so you know that they might say look we absolutely have to look after the customer experience or we have to make sure that the the cost of the product doesn't go up or that the 
the time to delivery is is not negatively affected. Something something that they hold to be sacrosanct, essentially, about the thing that they do as a team that they value and that they they hold as that you know, if you like, the thing that almost sets them apart in the way that they they operate. And and you know, one of the things you've absolutely got to do as a as a, as a data scientist is 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 acknowledge that that set of values and then work with it in a, in a positive way, really, to to, uh, to to make sure your tool is compliant and enhancing, ideally, coming back to your your valent idea, is enhancing that value so, right. that, so that they can see the win. Yeah. The other aspects of that were kind of in line with what you were just mentioning, where the challenge, I guess, as a data scientist is managing that landscape where you're bringing everybody on the journey of what the change is that you're delivering. You know, you could have buy-in from leadership and support from leadership, but it might all be new to leadership. This might not be something they've seen before, depending on how it's being brought into the enterprise that you're working in. And so leadership support was another one of those five mm. Um Self-efficacy is the confidence that you have as a company, I guess, in your ability to make the change. But again, that brings in the personal commitment to the change right up to the team level, support, the skills and the company level, the resources. Do you need to go external for additional resources, you know, depending Mm. on that capability? Um, Organizational valence to mirror the personal valence, long-term benefit of the company and the discrepancy so why do you need the change in the first place and aligning that to the values those were the five (laughs) just to really (laughs) drill into them no that's really good i think i mean for me when when we've worked with projects before i i've I've tended to i I, you know i've learned from bitter experience if you like that the more change that you ask a team or organization to go through in adopting what is already maybe a a, a new approach or way of working for them, the more wide, certainly the wider change you ask them to adopt, the 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 harder it's going to be to have a successful uh, a, a outcome. I think because um, you know it, the the amount of change is, is is already significant. They've already got to run a pipeline or a, or a tool. They've got to maybe gather data they didn't gather before, yeah. and uh, and they maybe got to do some kind of review process on the output, which is also new to them. So so you know if you can minimise that 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 kind of extra processing step for them, then you're already you're already putting yourself in a much better uh, position, I think, to uh, in terms of justifying the uh, the the project effort. It's funny how a lot of the intelligence in artificial intelligence isn't there to figure out what you want. (laughs) So a lot of the hard work is figuring out what people want to then introduce an artificial intelligence to carry out what they want. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant. I love it. No, there there isn't. There isn't enough intelligence in artificial intelligence in that sense. There is a lot. There it's is hard. Thing. Yeah, yeah. There is a big gap. There is a massive gap. And I think that's what this 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 whole discussion's about is the fact that the 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 science, the cleverness, the intelligence, if you like, is is only going to take you to the door of solving a very particular, very narrow problem. 
But what it doesn't take mm-hmm. you to the uh, to the sort of sunlit uplands of, if you like, is is being able to say, oh, look how easy it is to maintain. Look how easy it is to run. Look how look how seamlessly your team is educated about the use of this new product and how it has you know ups and downsides and things that you yeah. need to watch out for all of this is is out with the the actual the actual ai or the 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 the, the scientific sort of nous that's gone into constructing uh, the tool and yet it is so crucial because without it you 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 absolutely mm-hmm. bomb yeah you're really outlining the journey that everybody has to go on which is the I think it's the hard work. It really is figuring out, number one, what do we need? Number two, how do we build a solution? That's where all the cool science falls in. And then number three, how do we measure that that has been delivered to the level of like value that we need? And that, that's that landed bit. Yeah. Um, and you kind of got to go in with an assessment. Yeah, so I think... I think defining landed in this in this context is quite important because landed doesn't just mean did we complete the project and you know does it does it tick some acceptance criteria yeah. or some some UA test <laughs> yeah. or file it away now because <laughs> yeah, yeah. for me landed is is much more long term it's much more uh, you know yes. you, you know we've invested you know a lot of time effort with with the team we're working with to really tailor it to to their use case into their particular requirements so so landed means are they using it six months from now are they using it a year from now and, and, and more more to the point are they still getting value from it and then even more to the point are they still really appreciating that and indeed are they in love with it are they are they are they at the point where they are so invested they want to they want to take it further they want to do some more some yeah. more stuff ideally they kind of evangelize what yeah. has been possible and look for bigger wins. Yeah. There's a f- um, eight-step change plan that I studied. <laughs> it's called Cotter's eight-step change wow. plan. <laughs> In summary, there's really three steps. Okay. Which we were we were we were taught Let's have them, unfreeze, move, and freeze. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds easy, right? But uh, the unfreeze is the most challenging, I think, bit of it. Um, actually, I could go for another most challenging bit, which is the other end, which we've kind of alluded to, sustaining that change, you know, making sure that it's landed for the long term. Interesting. But like unpacking the unfreeze bit is establishing your sense of urgency and building that what's called a guiding coalition, you know, getting everybody on board, right. like we said, and conveying that vision and communicating the actions, aligning with people's values Um but part of the move process is, and I, and I like this bit, it's generating the short-term wins, like celebrating what concepts have been proven and milestones have been delivered, getting that kind of recognition and a spirit of achievement for your teams themselves, mm-hmm. but also like getting baselines on where there's been a value towards that ultimate definition of landed we kind of talked about this stuff from a um, lean startup point of view in a previous episode. Remember about yeah, like like demos and uh, minimum viable products and the rest of it. But like once you've got all that buy-in and all these wins, how do you institute change for the long term? Um, yeah, how, how how do you make sure it sta- it sticks? sticks? I think that's the yeah. 
you know, I, I've been involved with projects that have, have, you know, fortunate enough that they're, they're still running and they're still executing, but I've been involved in plenty of projects which haven't, for whatever right. reason, um, stuck. And, and, and it's, 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 it is, it's so demoralizing when you go back to a team and you find, oh no, we didn't, we, we couldn't use it. And it's, and it's, yeah. it's, I've never, oh, maybe that's a bit rich to say never found it, but I, I, Almost always, it's not the science that's let the system down. It's almost always a a piece of sort of superficial um, context. Like, uh, for instance, I was the um, data could have been wrong um, in a new way, and nobody told us why. Right. Or, yeah. or, or, or we landed it, or we we installed it on a a Linux box that was sitting in the corner, and then IT came along and said, um, "That's that's not a supported piece of hardware. You've got to turn that off." And, you know, it was quite useful forecast and it was realising about one and a half million a year. Um, so, so, you know, that's quite an expensive decision they've just taken. Now, in hindsight, probably, you know, the IT uh, you know, sustainability mm-hmm. is, is a really important part of, of making sure the tool lands properly sure, and, yeah. and is, is, is runnable in the future. And, and so having it just sitting on a piece of kit in the corner is not a great is not a great sustainable way for having it landing long term. This, but it didn't didn't feel frustrating when they turned yeah. it off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this echoes uh, part of what I read as well about barriers to success. There was four barriers: uh, management, which is the people need to manage the actions and initiative, vision, keeping everybody engaged on that like high level journey. The people barrier. So we talked about aligning to people's values, but now you're touching on the resource mm-hmm. barrier which is do we have the support skills, the infrastructure around the data science project? Like part of the initiative in projects I've worked on that really helped them start to land was using something like Docker, containerizing your projects, lifting them out of all the dependencies of the system that they sit on and making sure that they can then be embedded in any different system or computer that needs to run them in front of a user um, yeah. you know, that was one of the biggest... Yeah, containerization, massive, yeah. massive step forward for data science um, yeah. and, you know, software engineering in general, of course. But the data science and statistics in particular, because you really need to guarantee that the platform that you're executing your code on is consistent, is repeatable, the experiment is essentially in this totally vanilla you know, new state environment that, that, that it was when you wrote the code and you wrote the system in the first place and containerization and the ability on a wider setting to be able to, to, to be able to, you know, guarantee that environment almost in, in perpetuity, which, you know, the container allows you to do is, 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 is critical. It really is. And, and, and it's, it's incredibly important for the longevity and, and sustainability of the project. And I think a lot of companies and certainly teams, especially non-technical teams, they don't have that um, you know, ability, if you like, it's no criticism. It's just that why yeah. should they of, yeah. of being able to say, well, yeah, we, we, you know, of course we're capable of running a, a piece of ML um, and knowing when to retrain it and, and understanding when the, the, the data is in a good place and not in a good place. It's, 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 it's a complex piece. Yeah. And, and, and I think recognizing that and supporting it by giving, giving the, the technology and the platform a, 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 an important 
uh, an important location in that um, in, in that journey is, is super. Mm, this important. is big move for why the cloud is such a success and its adoption in the first place. I think when AWS first started offering public cloud, I mean straight away as a business strategy decision, I say, brilliant. Somebody else will manage all of the infrastructure to support my tech initiatives. Great, they've got the support skills. They've gone through the hiring and the training and the building and I just adopt this now I pay a subscription or whatever whatever it might be and that that external resource has been identified as a benefit to my uh, enterprise and business strategy and there was a a framework we chatted about earlier um what did I call it Lewin's force field analysis I was saying yeah force fields are one thing in my like sci-fi realm but in the (laughs) business world they're the competing forces for driving your change versus what might be restraining or impeding that change and this force field analysis is a lovely way to get people in a room to discuss what's the drive for change so this is all the discussion that happens around gathering requirements and working with stakeholders to figure out how you make something really useful and valuable to them, but also assessing what are the restraining factors that need to be considered. And if one of them is infrastructure, then usually by experience, you now know, oh, we need to consider that because I've had something fall over because of an infrastructure problem and maybe the tech needs to be supported or uh, looked at an external um, infrastructure, whatever whatever it might be. Yeah, I think... So absolutely, and and I think I would put that in the category of the effort that you need to maintain and use the tool long term. After the mm. project is has 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 come to a, a natural conclusion, a positive conclusion, ideally, um, then then you know what's what's the effort, and 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 that effort is 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 just as much part of the change process that you talked about right at the beginning yes. as as the the actual change of using the process itself. I would argue, yeah. and and I think I think. It's it's uh it's 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 you know it's often slightly overlooked maybe less so now but it certainly certainly used to be very much overlooked and 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 I think it goes to yeah it it goes to the heart of you know situating these you know this new ecosystem of tooling mm-hmm. which doesn't 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 just sit by itself it, it sits in the context of how the business is operating which means that it's ingesting data streams in some form might be as a spreadsheet it might be as a you know a, a con- continuous flow of data from you know user yeah. activity or something like that um and and it's producing outputs ideally some some form of decisioning which is then ha- has a knock-on downstream effect on other services on customers on other operational teams because of that and and yeah, you know, it's 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 like it's like almost a sort of pivot. It's in a critical neuron in a in a brain. You know, you, you you're you're designing this new neuron and you're putting it in place so that it's going to have this dramatic, you know, cognitive impact almost on the on the organisation. Um, but you've got to look after the stuff that comes in and you've got to look after the stuff that goes out as well. And mm. and as well as maintaining the actual. You know, to, to to continue the analogy, um, then as well as looking looking after the neuron um, a, a, yeah. along the way. So there, there's a lot to, to to take into account. You can't think of this as a project in isolation. 
I love that you used a neuron example, but you went for the brain instead of a neural network. You're like, oh, we'll talk about neural networks in another episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll definitely do that in another episode. <laughs> but I um, part, part of what you're talking about is the, the PPT, people, process, technology, and making sure that they're all aligned. And um, this change implementation, there's four dimensions to that as well uh, that that affect people one of them that you mentioned effort like we also have to put that in the context of people are also juggling their BAU right business as usual workloads they're managing all of the additional effort that it takes you know and any anxiety or distress that comes off the back of that to now implement change and that's difficult and sustaining that is a its own challenge but this change implementation has to consider durations so how are you going to review you know whatever those milestones are in the project management framework this is why we've talked about agile for example as a way to always have that review and a retrospective um, and the commitment so the willingness to change and you've mentioned you know people like hitting a fatigue or maybe even a burnout if, if things are always changing or if change oh, yeah. is taking a long time you know you gotta ensure there's a celebration along the way a recognition of those wins like we said absolutely that I, commitment and engagement going. i think i i i, I, think I totally agree. I, and i think uh, ideally as, as you're executing the project you're you're, you're uncovering the value but you're uncovering you're uncovering the raw value of the a successful project will give us a, you know, fifteen percent improvement in our um, revenue or something like that, which would be amazing. But but also yeah. you're 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 um, you're uncovering maybe secondary values, which are a, a, an improvements, which are you know actually the process which took us four and a half hours to execute every afternoon and was you know really quite tedious and 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 fiddly to do is now is now executed in two and a half minutes and yeah. is, is 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 just something we don't have to think about because we can trust it and we can see the quality of the output is improved and you know i have a much lower cognitive load if you like uh, just attributed yeah. to that to, to this this process that was previously dominating my my thinking or my team's thinking um and you know, we mustn't underestimate the the fatigue. Yeah, you said fatigue earlier. You're absolutely right. The fatigue that's generated by sort of many, many, especially micro decisions that people have to make every day, every sort of working minute, if you like, of their lives. Okay. So the the more that you can reduce that, so that they can then concentrate on yeah, the large scale, the strategic, the stuff where they can add value as humans um, who have this amazing cross uh you know cross organizational ability to think about the wider picture which you know for all the talk of generalized ai is, is it's a way off right so <laughs> yeah yeah long think, long way off yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i think i think you know we have to you know i, I think freeing humans from from that 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 micro process and and allowing them to step back and go oh wow 
Now I can think about where I want my team to be. Now I can think about where I want this process to go in six months, in a year, how that's going to align with where the company's going. All of this stuff, which, to be honest, is so difficult to keep a handle on if you're desperately going to, how can I reorganize this schedule so that it's, you know, 3% more efficient than it was last month because that's what I've been asked to do, which is just just, just hard, hard work um, and, you know... A, it's not a distraction, but it's definitely it definitely prevents you from having that longer term perspective. Yeah, this, this um, alludes to those KPIs that we kind of bring in for measuring how effective was a change. We can talk about well, how effective was it at yeah. reducing a cost or improving an efficiency in a process or enhancing quality of standards or whatever it is, but also. How good was it at employee satisfaction? Have yes. you got like the surveys in place or the engagement with employees yes. to give their feedback? And yeah, what you've what you've said, yeah, t- ties that together for me. Um, I think the wins that you can get out of these projects are are really uh, they don't just pay for themselves in in the monetary um, scheme of things, although they should uh, and more. But, yeah. but but I think they pay for themselves in the human benefit that you get from from, from executing them, and 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 the more you can realise that, then the easier it will be to land these projects again and again. So yeah. you know, if, if if you're if the project that you're you're putting in place and the tool that you're landing, whether it's you know whether it's a gorgeous piece of deep learning or whether it's a nice optimization project or statistical learning project, you know. If it's better and easier to run than the previous process, that's going to make a big difference. If it generates more value, that's going to make make a big difference. But you know, the ones we are talking about here, if it's improving your colleagues' life, if it's if it's mm-hmm. making their work life just that much easier and that much better, then that's pro- probably in the, in the short term that's going to have that's going to have the uh, the best um, uh, the best impact and the best uh, guarantee of it being executed and, and, and run not just next week but then actually next month next year and and, and in the future and then yeah I mean if, if, if it makes sense at all those levels then then I think it's, it's gonna have a, a much a much higher chance of success um, and and it's going to be something which people are going to say yeah of course we run this tool because why wouldn't we it's 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 it makes it makes complete sense from all of these angles that we should do so. Yeah, becomes the new norm, the new ritual. Yeah. yeah. And even in the long term, when you talk about like people's satisfaction and you build a whole culture there around, you know, people's jobs being streamlined, they can focus on what they should be focusing on more. Like big, big long term metrics around um, absenteeism, for example, or even turnover of people yes. who are in your company. Um, oh, absolutely. Especially, especially in today's climate, where you know people are leaving because they are just desperately unhappy about the culture, the 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 the, the general direction of where a particular organisation is is going. And you want you want you want to you want to be able to reverse that narrative. You want to be able to have a narrative where you can say, you know, we are going in the right direction. We're we're enabling yep. you. We're giving you agency to have the the, the impact that you can have. And we're doing that by taking the drudgery out of out of you know some of the other activities which maybe previously the team has has executed. I think the thing though that I've noticed doing doing these projects has been um, how how significant the 
the relationships you, you need to make are with different people. So we talked a lot about the team, mm-hmm. the people that you land the tool with who maybe execute or run the team or somehow some sense responsible for its 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 execution. But actually, I think that there's other people, there's other stakeholders, as we would term them, uh, who who have a dramatic impact on 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 a project and whether it's whether it's going to initially get instituted at all and then whether it's right. going to sort of run run down the road and the way the way we always thought about it as well who's gonna who's gonna sign off on it so you know typically the executive sponsor um somebody with the the budgetary sort of uh, authority if you like obviously as we talked about the team who are actually going to run it and is it going to improve their lives and is it going to is it going to tick their cultural boxes as well but then also we haven't really talked about this the people whom the tool affects downstream who don't necessarily have a say in it right. um, but are definitely going to be impacted by the output whether it's an operational team or a, 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 or the customers that you're serving um, yeah. you know, on the website or a customer or, facing team even. Yeah. Well, exactly, mm. and and you know any of these people are, are, are they're all they all need to be, in some sense, aligned. Even if it, even if in the last case it's more passive alignment, but you know they need you know ultimately yeah. if if you know if your customers are not seeing the quality of service as a result of of, of the tool going in place, then it, it is probably not going to be sustainable because that that's going to have a kickback down the road on on you know click through rate, on on revenue, on customer engagement, whatever it is that you're you're, you're capturing. Wow, we're about to throw the doors of the data cafe open to that entire stakeholder landscape. But maybe yeah. we'll <laughs> maybe we'll pause that one now and batten down for this this land and land this one, right? We'll just land this one. Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure the data cafe is big enough to take all those people. <laughs> not yet, not till we upsize. Yeah, but that that'll be an interesting topic to unpack again because that stakeholder landscape. Yeah, wow, what a behemoth. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today at the Data Cafe. You can like and review this on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. Or if you'd like to get in touch, you can email us, jason at datacafe.uk or jeremy at datacafe.uk or on Twitter at datacafepodcast. We'd love to hear your suggestions for future episodes.